Coming to you from the southwestern corner of Manitoba, sharing fresh perspectives from real educators. Tune in as teachers relate their stories of professional learning, classroom practice, and the challenges they've overcome to teach like a boss. Welcome to our first ever collaborative episode. I am so excited to be here this morning, um, not only with Mark Cowan, our one of our co-chairs of Fort LaBosse's Professional Development Committee, but with Jackie Kirk and Michelle Lamb from Brandon University. And they are the co-hosts of BU Cares Research Connection Podcast. And I will just ask everyone to introduce themselves. Um, Mark? Thanks, Devin. What a long, far way we've come since you introducing this at the PD table, thinking it was a great idea to teach our own teachers with a little podcast. We've come a long way, but um, thank you. My name is Mark Cowan, uh, principal of the high school in Verdon, also one of the co-chairs uh, on our uh, PD committee, Divisional Professional Development Committee in Fort LaBosse. Um, so uh, I, I've probably, I've come a long way in this world. I just barely started to listen to podcasts when Devin introduced this idea and look at us now, we're collaborating together. So uh, welcome and uh, enjoy, looking forward to this one. So this is our first ever collaborative podcast and we're so excited to partner with the team at BU Cares, uh, Brandon University Center for Aboriginal and Rural Education Studies. And we have both Jackie and Michelle with us. So Jackie, if you could tell us a little bit about you. Sure, I am, a faculty member at Brandon University in the Department of Leadership and Educational Administration um, and co-host of the podcast at BU. And uh, I was really excited this summer when I came across your Instagram feed, actually, is how I found out that you had a podcast. And I sent it to Michelle right away and said, hey, I think we need to connect with these guys because... um, was trying to figure out how we could grow our podcast and what I was seeing was that different podcasts were doing collaborations but you really need people that are working in a similar area and so it seemed like it was a great um, connection to try to reach out to you so Michelle did. And Michelle you are the other co-host of the podcast. Yeah. Can you tell uh, us a little bit about your background. So I'm Michelle Lamb. I'm the director here at BU Cares. And uh, I'm fairly new. I started last year in August. So I've been here for just over a year. And when I started, I think it was like the first day, maybe, Jackie came and said, we need to start a podcast. And uh, I, I knew a bit about podcasts because I have three kids and they like podcasts. So they listen to kid podcasts. But that was really, I wasn't really a big podcaster on my own. And uh, Jackie's vision was to start a podcast where some of the research that we're doing at BU could be linked with people in the community to kind of build this university community partnership idea and to model what those kind of conversations could look like. And I absolutely loved that. And we've done quite a bit in the last year. And so here we are. Well, I think that leads really nicely into our first question, and we probably partially answered it already. How did we get started with podcasting? 
Um, Mark kind of already spoke to the fact that we launched our podcast as kind of a response to providing more professional development that was timely and accessible and, and also free in this other than our time, of course, <laughs> also like in this um, time of very uh, dramatic fiscal constraints. So I think we kind of just arose out of a, out of a desire to provide professional learning to Fort LaBoss teachers but also to highlight some of the great things going on in our division and in the province. Mark, do you have anything to add to that? No, I think you've bang on, but some of the feedback that certainly came back was teachers working with teachers, right? Teachers talking with teachers and without having some of the opportunities because of budget constraints and things like that, this was a great opportunity for that to happen. And it's always a good idea to hear what else is going on in other schools within the division because there's some amazing stuff that's happening. And we just don't always get a chance to share. So this just worked perfectly in that process. So thanks to Devin, getting it started. We appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> and on our side, um, I came up with the idea when I was reviewing an article for someone, um, I think the Maritime Somewhere, it was a review. So I don't know where who it was or where they were. Um, I would like to connect with them. Uh, they said that they were working with eight different school divisions and that it was a way for them to connect with the professional development people in their school divisions and to try to disseminate some of their research so that it was actually um, getting to the field in their local areas. And it, I just, I thought it was a great idea. And I knew that we were getting a new director at BU Cares and I knew that Michelle um, did some technology stuff. And so I thought it would be a great idea for her to take on. And so that was my launch was here. I think you should do this. And she said, no, I think you should do it. <laughs> so together. So it kind of sounds like we started our podcast for similar reasons, whether it's knowledge mobilization or disseminating research findings, highlighting some of the amazing research going on locally. And with Mark and I and Mike, of course, having just that desire to support teachers, highlight promising practices and share some of the things that are going on. Um, I know for me, like podcasts have really... Um, become a favorite kind of listening pastime maybe in the last two or three years I think they've just skyrocketed in popularity and I mean I don't really have the research to back up that statement but anecdotally you hear about so many people enjoying listening to podcasts and I know something we wanted to talk about today was just what are our favorite podcasts personally so who'd like to go first who has a few favorite podcasts that maybe our listeners might enjoy adding to their library Go ahead, ladies. Well, um, I really started doing a lot of podcasting or listening to podcasts when um, we got sent home, actually. Um, it was, uh, I live alone, and it was a great uh, way to have some background information going on while I was cooking or doing dishes or, and I have been listening to a lot of news podcasts, to be honest. Um, you know, in the news, we get sort of the surface story, but podcasts always give me a lot of information below the surface story, and I really like that. Um, there was one from Global News that was probably my favorite, and it got canceled. Um, 
I'm enjoying Michelle Obama's new podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, yeah, I there's so many that I listen to, but. Michelle, what about you? Um, in our house, we have a pretty big range. So my kids listen to um, the kind of like bedtime story type podcasts. That's usually when they listen is right before bed. And uh, some that they enjoy are, uh, there's one called, hmm, the name is gone. <laughs> oh, uh, Little Stories for Tiny People, I think. <laughs> it's pretty cute. And uh, there's a few others that they kind of rotate through. Uh, personally, I have started listening to one called The Liturgists, which is maybe unexpected. You weren't expecting that, were you? It's, a, it's like a religious kind of deconstructing spirituality sort of podcast. It's super interesting. I think they've gone on for, I don't know, eight seasons or something. And I've just started, like I've dipped my toe into one or two episodes. And uh, it was recommended by a friend. And I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah, I think I, I'm kind of like that. I have pretty broad interests, which I think is why I'm enjoying doing this podcasting so much because I get to talk to people who have really diverse research interests or really diverse experiences in the community. And so I, I'm really enjoying it. I think this is great. I'm super glad Jackie recommended it way back a year ago. And I think Mark's been pleasantly surprised as well. He's turned into this amazing uh, podcast host. <laughs> so, Mark, when you're not hosting podcasts and interviewing people, what podcasts do you like to listen to? Well, I, I, I probably filtering into my position, right? Trying to find leadership type of so TED Talks has pulled me in. Oh right? yeah. So I used to watch them on video all the time, and I still revert back to the video because I'm kind of a visual learner. But listening to the TED Talks certainly helps me. Uh, I'm very much a hockey guy too. So 31 thoughts, spitting chiclets, those type of podcasts. When I'm in my summer job, when I do a lot of driving, uh, it's a great place for me to listen, right? So um, some, some of my driving takes me to places where there's no radio reception. So having the podcasts on my cell phone really uh, makes that a little more enjoyable. Uh, and then probably one that just for my own personal interest is Mo Money. There's a Canadian... Uh, economist who uh, has her own little site. So I tune into that every once in a while, just from a money perspective to hear what she has to share. But mostly the, the, the sports ones, I, I certainly tune into those a lot for sure. So, yep. And you, Devin? Um, well, I seem to be involved with lots of organizations that produce podcasts now. So I'm on the Manace board, Manitoba Association of Computing Educators. And two of our board members, um, Mike Nada and Rennie Redekop, produce Dial It Up or Dial IT Up. So they interview technology-infusing teachers from all over the province. So that's a great podcast. I always listen to it. Uh, my best friend, Leah Obach, and I have our KG Education organization, and we just started a podcast called Cultivating Connection. So that's that's been lots of fun to get that off the ground. Probably like one of my favorite education podcasts would be The Cult of Pedagogy by Jennifer Gonzalez. I really like her. I've used her podcast with my, like when I'm teaching sessionally at the university, just on different topics for my students. And my, I guess I'm just, I'm missing travel so much lately. So I listen to this podcast called Zero to Travel that I really like. 
And then, of course, the whole yoga and wellness um, industry is a, a big, big part of my life. So um, I would totally recommend um, Rachel Brayton's podcast, Yoga Girl. Marie Forleo has a really motivating podcast. She kind of lives by the mantra, everything is figureoutable. So I love Marie Forleo. And then Sarah Blondin is a Vancouver Island-based yoga teacher. And she has a podcast called Live Awake that includes all kinds of guided meditations. So yeah, I'm pretty diverse too in what I enjoy listening to. Okay, I know something else we wanted to talk about is on our podcasts, what are our favorite episodes? So if we were to highlight a podcast from Teach Like a Boss and Research Connection, what would those episodes be? Um, Jackie, does one come to mind for you? Well, there's a few, actually. It has been such an interesting experience to meet with researchers and hear about their research because it's amazing the breadth of the research that um, we've we've featured on our podcast. Um, we had one uh, where we paired a beekeeper with an English prof who um, studies literature that involves bees. Hmm. And that was something I hadn't imagined that I was going to learn about. Um, so I really, I really liked that one. Um, I liked uh, some of the we had a masculinity one that was really interesting to me about hockey, actually, Mark. Um, and masculinity in hockey last November, uh, during November, um, that I really liked. Um, but so many good ones. Um, there was one where uh, we had some of the phys ed uh, researchers talking about... Uh, drug I don't know creatine. if it's a drug creatine creatine that's right and um how they can use that and had a person in um to talk about aging and how that was working out for him so many interesting things hopefully I didn't steal yours Michelle no actually it's interesting because I really enjoyed all the ones that you I think I enjoy all of them so it's hard to pick I guess but um there was one where we talked about leadership. I really enjoyed that one, maybe because I was new in my role. So I was thinking about leadership a lot. Um, and there was one where we interviewed uh, people right after the pandemic or during the first bit of the pandemic. And they talked about some of the impact of the pandemic on leaders. And I found that one just hit my heart in a different way. I felt like some of the quotes coming out of that episode like things like a school administrator saying the pandemic is the first thing I wake up and think about and it's the last thing in my mind when I'm able to fall asleep if I can fall asleep and it was just like heart-wrenching because we were all kind of in that space together so I think that one hit me on a more emotional level maybe um, and then I think my all-time favorite is probably the one where we interviewed kids about the pandemic I just I laughed so many times these little kids saying things like that you just wouldn't expect, right? Like, oh, do you all have your own little space at school and you're, you know, you have your own desk and yeah. And mine, I get kind of sweaty, like things like that. Just, they cracked me up. So I think I really enjoyed that one. I loved both those episodes too, that you described Michelle. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually telling my principal about your one where you were interviewing school leaders mm -hmm. and how they were just sharing, like basically how they, they carry the weight of the world yeah. and the weight of their staffs and kind of have to absorb yeah. all of their worries and cares too. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. How about you both? Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep going, Devin. I'll let you go first. Which ones um, are your favorites? It's kind of a tough one. I think maybe my favorite was our June episode where Mark and Mike and I all like kind of interviewed people ourselves and then we put it together in one combined episode and we kind of focused on like having the best summer ever so I interviewed um Chantal Krapil who is a yoga teacher as well as a grade six teacher in Brandon so we kind of focused on wellness and taking care of yourself and then Mark who did you interview? I had Julie Matheson who is a biology teacher in my building but also a, a fitness instructor on on the outside too so it was great to 100% agree with you that that was enjoyable for sure talking to all of those people putting it all together yeah I think Mike interviewed one of our school counselors on mental health so I really loved that episode that was uh kind of a special one for me I listened to that one (laughs) it was good I think I have to listen to that one I think that sounds really great the problem is, though, it was really hard to keep it to like 20, 15 to 20 oh, minutes yeah. on like on my topic anyway, because, you know, yoga teachers talking about yoga, we just get so excited. So, <laughs> and Mark, what about you? You mentioned that same episode. Were there any other ones that stand out? Uh, it, was, it was tough, Devin. I, I kind of had to do a little review back of, of the ones that we'd covered. And we've done a really good job of just showing the diversity of Fort LaVos School Division. Anywhere from like student teachers, I really enjoyed the one where you sat down with Mrs. Wright, Mrs. Gregg, retired teachers. And oh, yeah. With them. It was kind of like those girls that used to hang out with literacy with ICT. They were kind of like a development team together. It was like old times. I'm sure there might have been a glass or two enjoyed along the way while they were doing, but good for them. Uh, it was really, they were just relaxed and so enjoyed. But probably my favorite is the one that I did kind of a Zoom meeting um, with other Fort LaBoss people uh, regarding teaching like a boss during a pandemic. So it was really cool. You know, I know these teachers, none of them were, uh, well, Deb, Deb was in my building, but the other four were not in my building. And I don't really get a chance to, you know, I have conversations with them, but the podcast just enabled us to dig into a little bit deeper into how their lives go day in and day out. And it was really cool. They were really engaging and uh, it was just fun. It was fun to do. So Yeah, I enjoyed that one probably the most, definitely. And, you know, I think that's been surprising for us, just like how much fun it actually is. Um, Like I know when I introduced the idea, there was maybe people weren't entirely, entirely certain about it all. But anyone who's offered to be one of our hosts, I think they've had a lot of fun with it. I agree. Yeah, I, I was maybe one of those people that, oh, really, Devin? Come on. But boy, it took off. And yeah, I love it. It's really enjoyable now, for sure. So PD, push, Devin pushing me out of my PD bubble again. She's pretty good at that. So I thank her for that. Well, I think one of the best, well, two things I loved about it was one of our committee members came up with the name Teach Like a Boss because yes, we're Fort Boss. So I love the name. And then I also love how we decided to release our new episodes on Payday Friday because like every teacher knows when Payday is. So I think timing it with Payday Friday has been good. Mm-hmm. I know today we wanted to discuss the tools we use for podcasting. So I would be really interested in learning from you at Brandon University about how you're creating and producing your podcast, because we are looking at doing a shift right now just in terms of our podcast hosting sites. So yeah, we'd love to hear how you are creating your podcast. And I think classroom teachers might be able to learn from this too, if they're interested in podcasting. 
Yeah, we when we were all on campus, we have a room that we used downstairs and it was set up to be a video conferencing kind of room. So it's soundproofed. And so we were recording in person there just with a snowball microphone in the middle and the table. But since the pandemic, we've been using Zoom. And I think honestly, the audio quality is better through Zoom than what we were getting just sitting around a table. I think because the distance from the mic was different for different people, depending where they're sitting. So you would get some voices being really loud and others being quiet since we were all using the same microphone. So I think using Zoom is actually a little better in my opinion. Um, So yeah, so we record with Zoom and then we use Audacity after, which is a free free audio Mm -hmm. editing software. Um, but we'd like to learn from you also, like, I feel like, um, like we, I am the one that does the kind of post-production editing, but I, I'm not a professional editor. And I often feel like, I don't know if this is how I'm supposed to be doing this. So I feel like I would love to hear what you do and I can, I can learn. Now, where do you host your podcast? So once you like create your episode, you're happy with it. How do you get it pushed out to all the different podcasting platforms? Yeah, so it gets put up on the BU website. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it gets pushed to, I think it's Spotify, Google Play Music, which I think Google Play Music is shutting down, I think. Is that right? I don't know. I heard that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe cut that out because I'm not 100% sure. That that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we, it gets pushed out to Spotify, uh, iTunes, a few other places, but it doesn't go through, like, I know a lot of podcasts have sort of an automatic, um, RSS feed, like distribution. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. That is what happens from the BU website, uh, to all of these places where people listen to their podcasts. But okay, I think well, there are services you can pay for where they host your podcast and they do that for you but because we have the BU website we're just using that Mm -hmm. okay well our process is pretty similar like we started off um, recording episodes using audacity and also I know people just use the recorder on their iPhone or Android device too like you can just use like voice notes or whatever kind of recorder on your phone because I think the quality is pretty good yeah so we we would actually did that as a backup a few times Yeah. And it did work well. So we either use audacity, which is like as old as the Hills, but still a free and effective program, or we'd use phones. And then just like you guys, once the pandemic hit, we migrated to recording through zoom, which really does work beautifully. You can just use that audio file in there. Um, Then um, we have like kind of a little process. Whoever records the podcast drops the episode into a shared file. Um, Mike adds our intro and outro that we recorded a while ago, and then he uploads it to our podcast hosting site. For the past year, we've been using Podbean, and that like pushes it out to all of the platforms. But it is our, actually, our subscription is up this month. So I'm planning to migrate our podcast to Anchor. And Anchor is what we use on Manny's, and it is like the best free tool ever. So if there's teachers listening to this who want to get into podcasting, I'd really recommend downloading. You can just download the Anchor app, visit Anchor online, create an account. It has all the tools to record your podcast right in there. It has all kinds of snippets of copyright-free music to add as introductions and endings. And then it hosts your podcast for free and pushes it out to iTunes, Google, Spotify, everywhere. So I highly recommend Anchor. That's kind of what we are going to migrate to this coming month. 
Is anchor just spelled the way the boat anchor is spelled? Yeah, it is. So it's, it's really nice. That's what Leah and I are using for cultivating connection. And we use it at Manny's too, and it works beautifully. Hmm. So yeah, you do not need to have advanced technology skills if you use anchor because it kind of deals with the whole RSS feed and distribution for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we usually do a bit of like, we take out long pauses or ums or, you know, do you do that kind of thing? Or do you just sort of put your intro and outro on and send it out into the world? Well, we kind of leave that to Mike. <laughs> yeah. She does do a little bit of editing for sure. Cause there's a couple pieces that have been sniffed out, which is good. We mm-hmm. appreciate that. But for the most part, we kind of just let it roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to know what people are using to create their podcasts. And you mentioned using a snowball microphone. Mm-hmm. I've used a snowball microphone as well with some success. And it, the great thing about it is it's like an omnidirectional microphone. So right. it'll pick up what's around you. Any other tools that have been helpful? Hmm. I can't think of anything. Jackie, do you have anything? Oh, we recorded um, an intro and outro th- through someone called the voiceover guy who mm-hmm. we found online and we just wrote the script of what we wanted it to say. And then he recorded it with music and it fades properly. And so he sent those files back to us and it was quite cheap. Like, I think, I don't remember. It was maybe 20 or $30. Really? I noticed you guys had this amazing male yeah. voice at the start of your podcast. Yeah, that is not anyone we know. It's some <laughs> random person online called the voiceover guy. And uh, you send him a Fiverr. script edit it. Yeah, I think we paid through Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R. Okay, so that's an interesting tool. Like, we have Mike Thiessen being the voice of Teach Like a Boss, and he's hard to beat. But if you don't have a Mike Thiessen, maybe you want to check out that resource. So it's called The Voiceover Guy? Yes, and I think he's on Fiverr, which is a sort of, if you it's video editing or audio editing or a lot of different services that people are sort of providing um, Fiverr-like you know, pay five bucks and have this sort of very small service provided to you. So it's okay. A, well, I'll add that. Sounds, to like the my, sounds like a potential retirement gig for me. Devin. There you go. This world. Holy, we get after that. For sure. I, I totally think so, Mark. You can give up your day job soon with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know the last thing we wanted to discuss is kind of lessons learned. Um, what have we learned along the way with this podcasting journey? We, we released our first podcast almost exactly a year ago because it took until October when we could get it up and running last year. So we're coming up to our first, this will be our first anniversary episode oh, probably. Yeah. So we've been in business for a year. So I just love to hear like, what are the lessons learned for you guys? How long has research connection been up and running? About the same, actually. About the same, yeah. We've had, yeah, I think we've had our first episode in October, too. Should celebrate a joint anniversary. There you go. That is kind of funny. This is the celebration right here. There you go, yeah. Yeah, so lessons learned. Mark, Jackie, Michelle, what have you guys learned or experienced while um, podcasting? Well, one of the things that I've been thinking about and talking about a lot um, is just that uh, you know, what we've done so far is we've had the intro and then we just hit the interview and then we go out, you know, so we try to sort of record it all. And what I really like in the podcasts that I listen to is I like when the podcast hosts sort of set you up and give you an introduction to what the topic is going to be about and maybe provoke some of your thinking. Um, 
before they go into the interview with the experts. Um, I've been talking to Michelle a lot about how we can organize um, to be able to do some of that, but, you know, it takes more time and uh, it, but we're working on that for this year. That's sort of what maybe some of our advancement will be in the second year of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit more of a guided tour through the topic from the hosts rather than just sort of a question and answer kind of model, right? I think that's really true, though. Like, what do we do in our writing? We really want to prepare the reader and like that way they can visually scan and look for headings and kind of know what to expect. And I think that's true. I think that does prepare the listener and might encourage them to be on the lookout for that specific segment of the podcast or, yeah, I like that. One other yeah, thing. There was a CBC oh. podcast that I sent to Michelle where the guy on the podcast talks about it as setting the table. And he shared some of the intros that he's done on his podcast, and they were amazing. I don't expect that ours will be that uh, creative, but I really think it's important to engage people's thinking before they get to the expert. Mm-hmm. And I really see that, right, listening to you, Jackie, that just as our teachers within Fort Boss are getting familiar with the system and familiar with the process, I think that allows us because Devin and I, I'm, I'm sure, as will the whole committee, be looking for what's the next topic? Where, where can we take that next? So knowing that maybe we can go back and revisit some of those previous ones and dig a little deeper, right? Or spread mm-hmm. it out a little wider. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, that's something I think would be very applicable for us coming down the road, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think something I've really learned is that, you know, Everyone has a story to share. Not that I didn't know this before, but it's just really made me realize like there's so many people who think like, oh, no, no, I don't have anything to say about that topic. No, like you like you can interview me, but I don't think I really have much to contribute. And you end up having the best conversation. You learn things about the person that you never knew before, and they end up sharing some great nuggets of wisdom. And it just kind of makes me realize like every everyone has something to contribute to our learning as a whole division. And I think it's pretty exciting for Mark and Mike and I to be in the role where we really get to highlight that and, and share it with others. So that's something I love doing. To, to the point, Devin, where I don't know if we have any of our board members that listen to it, but that's where honestly it goes for me is board members are always looking for presentations to come in and tell them what's happening in this school. You know, they want to hear those things. Um, we almost need to fuel that fire and say, hey, why don't you listen to this? Because it'll give you a really good insight into what's happening in those buildings for them making decisions down the road, whatever the case may be. So, yeah. Um, and just just teachers, just teachers sharing with teachers, right? Uh, it's always a time thing as we never have time. And in today's world where maybe time's a little more available, if that's the right way to put that, or it's different, um, this is something you can do and still be growing, still be learning as you're going through the process. So right on. I think something I really love about what you're doing at Brandon University is how you're making research accessible to everyone. Because no one's going, no, I shouldn't say no one. Not many people are going to sit down and read a research paper just for the fun of it. And although I must admit, I get pretty excited when I find a really good one, when I'm looking for a certain topic. But I mean, I think you're taking research and making it really accessible to people. 
And you're also matching it with, with the times. Like I listened to an episode on racism and I thought that was provocative and a really important topic that, that needed to be uncovered. So I just like how you guys at BU are taking, you know, important research and making it accessible and also timely. Yeah, that's something that I feel is really important, right? Like we have topics that are in the news or things that are happening in our community. And I think what we want to say is that there are people who've been studying this and researching this and reading about this for years and years, and they can talk about it in ways that's accessible and ways that you can understand and then on the other side, there are people in the community who have really valuable experiences and knowledge. And bringing those two groups together, I think, is a really valuable way to move that information forward for both. Mm-hmm. And then modeling that and sending it out into the world just makes that compound, I guess. So that's that's kind of the vision of what we're doing, I think. Well, for our Teach Like a Boss podcast, we always like to end with a takeaway. So I think a great takeaway today would probably be like one piece of advice that each of us have for anyone wanting to start a podcast or any teachers wanting to start a podcast or use podcasts in their practice. Does anyone have a a takeaway to share before we wrap up? Hmm. I think the world is a really interesting place. Like you said, Devin, everyone has a story. Everyone has something to contribute. So it's a really interesting way to have kind of your your brain can be tickled as you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's a lot less scary than you might think. The technology isn't that difficult. Editing isn't impossible, although I'm sure at least I feel like I could probably do a better job if I knew more, but it's not it's not it doesn't need to be a barrier. And uh, you can you can learn as you go. Like when I listen to our early early episodes, I feel like oh, like I wish I had known then, you know, but we're learning by trial and error and that's an okay way to learn too. So I'd say give it a try. Just dive in. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie, do you have any takeaways to share? Well, um, I used one of our podcasts in my class and it went over really well. Um, and it was a topic that I wanted to introduce. Uh, it was a class about ed, ed issues. It was the ed issues class in the grad program. And um, it was a good way to introduce a topic. And it was a, you know, a 15-minute podcast that everybody got to listen to some people that were working in that area. And um, I really would encourage people to think about using podcasts as a teaching tool. I think it, I think it's worthwhile. I mean, there's a huge library of content already created for you if you just take the time to listen and find the right one. So, yeah, I think that's a great tip. And I think that that's what's happened, Devin, is you've broken the ice for us. And, and I see it in my building, right? I see our teachers who are using those podcasts in their ELA classes, in their history classes, where there's so much, like you said, amazing information that's available for people to access. So it's it's going beyond just our PD committee and it's growing, which is what we want PD to do is grow and make people better, right? So, um, and it is, it's pretty easy. It's pretty, and it's fun. It's fun to do too. So thank you. You betcha. It is lots of fun. And having a collaborative episode like this was a wonderful way to celebrate our first anniversary of both of our podcasts. And I don't know about you, but I'm definitely in for another one in the future. So 
Thank you so much to Jackie and Michelle for joining Mark and I today. It was an absolute pleasure to talk all things podcasting with you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you, everybody. Very enjoyable. Have a good day. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. Any of the resources or information mentioned in this podcast can be found in this episode's show notes available at www.flbsd.mv.ca forward slash podcast. Join us next time as real teachers continue to share their journeys and inspire you to teach like a boss.